0: is now going to introduce another argument, uh, let's say first that uh, there are other ways maybe to explain the f- what he's going to discuss, but let's uh, focus first on what the Chacham wants to tell the Khazari, what his argument is, and then Reza Shem will have a chance to consider briefly um, alternative explanations. Now what's the uh, Chacham trying to explain? Like the first point he wanted to explain is that the Torah's account of history couldn't have been fabricated because it related to people, to countries, to history which was current, to people who still lived. And therefore, it couldn't make up, so to speak, a story for them which they themselves weren't aware of. Now he's going to come to another kind of an argument. And before we get inside, let's just explain Arthur what he wants to get to. And that is, we're going to talk about the etymology of language, how different languages developed. Why? Because language is a means of communication that what is what Khazal called Bahaskama, that that is a certain understanding of what someone means when he says a certain word and that way people can communicate with each other. So we know when you're talking about let's say Water, we both know what water means, so there's no reason why it has to be called water more than anything else. But since we both understand what we're referring to when we talk about water, so then we call it water. We're talking about the table. Again, there's no reason why it has to be called a table more than any other word we chose for it. But once again, we understand what we're referring to, so that gives us a way to communicate. In different languages, so then if you happen to be speaking a different language, whether it's Russian or Chinese or French or Spanish, whatever it's going to be, there are different names for all these things. And then again, within that system, people understand each other. they know what it refers to. But that's the case. The question is, would people ever have a need to invent a new language? Would there ever be a need to invent a new language? If people are understanding each other with whatever language they happen to be speaking. Let's say here we're all speaking English, and we understand each other because we understand. I'm speaking English, you understand English, so we can communicate very well. Would there ever be a need for us to think, now let's try and invent new words for everything and make up a new language? And the logic would say, no. If we, if some new object is created and uh, we don't have an existing word for it, let's say some new technology or some new idea, then you have to think of what we're going to call this so that we both understand what we're talking about. The things we already have a, re- a way to refer to, we already understand each other, that's what it means, there's no reason to change the language. A language is a functional way of communication, and if we're both understanding the same language, why would we want to invent a new one? You don't want anybody else to understand. language, Yeah, not to let anyone else understand, is if it's between, let's say, Yossi and I want to have our private discussions, we'll make up new words for things, maybe. But if you're talking about, you want the whole country to, to change language to something else, it's not going to work, because anybody who's going to, will be able to work out the new language too. And if that's the case, there'd be no reason for people to actively create new languages. Yes, I knew that someone asked about Esperanto. Esperanto wasn't to create a new language; it was, to create, it was some how to create some kind of a middle ground. that was like a part of all existing languages, which uh, would be easier for the idea. At was meant to be that it would be easier for people to learn a semi new language, and a completely new language. But uh, even when Professor Babelian created it, it uh, whatever his name, I'm sorry, the guy created Esperanto, um, it wasn't. Uh, you see, it wasn't too popular. Right. No one actually decided they're going to speak this new language that's instead give up the language they were speaking beforehand. That's anyway, so languages can change, let's say, as new words get introduced. I mean, for example, from the original spoken Hebrew, let's say, to today's spoken Hebrew, there are a lot of changes, either because of the influence of English, which has made a lot of new Anglicized Hebrew words, or it's because of new things which didn't have names for in ancient Hebrew, and we have it today. So languages can develop, but the idea of altogether discarding a language to make a new one is unnecessary. Even if you're going to talk about uh, languages which are really graphs of different languages. Yiddish was mentioned, Ladino, things like that. So it's not a complete. It's not, no one decided to sit down and make up a new language. It was a, some kind of a slang or some kind of like, like a cross between uh, German, if you're talking about Yiddish, German or Hungarian and Hebrew and whatever it was being. That's also the same idea. Or Ladino was a cross between Hebrew and Spanish or some parts of the Arabic. But no one sat down and we're making a new language. Okay. Arguments still exists. Even though words can change or phrases can be borrowed. Have right? you ever heard the phrase in Hebrew, by the way? Right? But it's a, yeah, we can incorporate things from other languages. But it, it, you never start with a new language. No one's going to sit down and say, okay, let's make a completely new language from scratch. It's, it's just, uh, uh, again, language isn't meant to be something new. It's meant to be a way to communicate. And if, if the, the pr- prominent culture has a certain style of communication, so it gets incorporated into other languages too. Okay. So then, now the Khazari's argument is going to, the is going to be um, where the different languages emerge from. If we're talking about that at some stage people were all united in some way, then there should not have been at some basic starting point where all the languages started from because people could communicate with each other. Could and the other option would different be dialects at the same different dialects, like in English today, right, whether it's from England or it's from Canada, Australia, South Africa, New York, America, whatever it's going to be, different dialects, different accents, different expressions <laughs> even, but the basic language is the same. Uh if other option would be, that people had no communication with each other. And if that's the case, each language emerged independently. They had no connection at all, right? So, if, so if the Chinese had no exposure to the Europeans or whatever it's going to be. And therefore, each, each people, each nationality found the necessity to make their own way of communicating because they didn't have influence with each other. And now he's going to ask his next question. And that is, if that would be the case, so then how come there's some basic facts which the whole world accepts? In other words, which he wants to say, proved to the fact that there was a connection between different uh, nations, different nationalities, on some basic factors, such as the seven-day week. Is one of the examples going to bring, why, do all, why does everyone in the world have the same seven days of a week? Right? If it would just be an agreed-upon system, then no one should not ever come up the number seven. Now, the reason why it's giving a week, is going to give a week, is a very good example because... There's no natural phenomena which w- revolves around the week. If you're going to talk about how come everybody has a 24-hour day, that's plush it. <laughs> And The sun goes, you no, know, we have a cycle. How come we have a 29 and a half day a month? That's very special. You see the moon; it disappears. It comes back again, right? So the, the, the things which are based on natural phenomena, we can we can't prove that there was a connection between people because everybody wherever they are could observe the same system and will work the same way. But there's no natural cycle of a week. A day follows a day follows a day. The idea of a seven-day week has no natural meaning at all. We don't see anything changing week by week. It works month by month or maybe day by day. So he asks the question. He says, there's something which doesn't make sense. Either you're going to say people had nothing to do with each other and they all existed to- in total independence. And if that's the case, where do we get some basic starting points? in this question, how, how we think the world works, which everybody agrees on. Where did the agreement come from? If it's not something provable, not something which is naturally has to be that, right? Where would they come to? Same so, thing. The idea of u- units was going to bring is in a, in a number system. Again, all around the world, there's nine units, and then ten is like a becomes a, a unit of tens. Uh, uh, let's say some kind of a metric system in counting. Where did that come from? Why does everyone agree to that? Right. Uh, I mean, we assume. It, to 10, go to yeah, and then it ha- ha- other, we have 10 and it repeats until another 10, it repeats until another 10. Right? Yeah. The, systems are, the counting always mm-hmm. works with a system of 10. Again. Is this something called binary? Counting tens. The Arabs counting tens. The Roman world counted in tens. There's uh, other ways of counting. There's many different ways of counting. Like I said, there's different bases. There's base 10, there's base 2, any number you want you can count. It right, but it was, you're right. You can count groups of anything so you want. Like Yes, sure. I agree. You can count it any way you want. What he wants to say is, we saw all over the world that we talk about units it's until 10, and that like it becomes a... It could be it could be a as, as that people count with their fingers. You're right. Did you count to 20? Yeah. The idea is, he's going to give a few more examples of this also. The idea is, he's trying to show that it's hard I mean. to say that everything this, all nations exist in complete independence of each other because there shouldn't be so many points of agreement on things which aren't necessarily have to be that way. Um, On the other hand, if there there was some united, so to speak, connection between all nations at the starting point, so why are the languages so different? If there was originally a point where they they all were together in some way, so then there should be at least some basic starting point for the language. Again, language can evolve, language can develop. Just like we said today, English in different parts of the world has developed differently, but the basic language is the same language. All the, let's say, all the languages which came from Latin, which came from the Roman Empire, again, it, it changed. Spanish and Italian and Portuguese and whatever else aren't the same language, but they're the same base. It's, it's just a understanding how language developed and changed, but there's a similar starting point. Whereas if you would take, let's say, this is an example, Latin or Arabic or Chinese or Indian or other languages like that, they have absolutely no connection with each other. Nothing. Not the vowels, not the letters, not the sounds, not the, nothing. So if, if there was a point where, in time, where there was communication between different religions different nations right so how did the languages split so dramatically again the starting point being that nobody would choose to start a new language if we already have a way to communicate so this can change but it will not change completely and obviously what he wants to get to with this and same before sitting inside is he wants to prove the story of the dara and that is that the fact that language split was something divine Either wouldn't have happen naturally and if we can point to something if you see that this is something hashem put into place because there's no natural reason why people would dramatically change the way they communicate with each other. And why is that important? You can say it better also that even if somebody... So that's, that's basically the argument. that's put forward in the next few OCS, he's just going to do step by step. saying that on one hand, on one hand, we have things which are common, which means there was some common understanding between people. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, languages are completely different, so we have a problem. If there was communication, how did it change so dramatically? And if there wasn't communication... So then how did everyone come to the same starting point or so the same basic understanding? And what he wants to get to with that is that, that you see that it was divinely orchestrated that languages would split. In other words, that people were changed their language was changed for them, if you're going to put it in those words. Like what happened, we know what the Torah says by the Darapalaga, that uh, Hashim created, so to speak, different languages for each of the 70 nations. And then they understood things differently from each other. They could learn or they were given a different language. Okay, so let, let's follow the argument inside let's see what he says. He up to and, and he says you see that all the original languages say so we don't know the starting point when that language began from who started, started to make up the language the king says they were agreed on people agreed to speak them the connection between nouns verbs the words they used we have a how you express things with your mouth to find the different ways a person can express himself they made words which refer to all either objects nouns or verbs whatever it's going to be so the Chava says you're right people can make up words have you ever heard of a people who made up a new language just without any no not relying on anything previous to them but on Milibor, they made up somebody's make up a new language I've never heard of such a thing and if that's the case, It must be that it came from each language, each nation speaking a language which they received from the language from the generation before them. No one would come and make up a new language. And if that's the case, If that's the case, it must be there was never a starting point where everyone spoke the same language. It was all agreed on. If everyone's speaking different languages and each generation just learns from their parents and continues. With small additions, let's say, or small changes, the same language, then it can't be that all, there was a starting point where we haven't spoke the same language. Okay, that's the first point that the Chachem wanted. Now the Chachem goes to the other side of the argument. Have you ever heard of a nation who has a different week to us, from, one day, to the, from day one to day seven? And if they didn't have any contact with each other, is it possible that Yishuvah is the answer Means China, the people from China, which is the Far East, people in the Far West, how can they ever agree on this without some kind of agreement, without some kind of mutual understanding at the week is seven days? And now the Kuzari hears that argument too, so he goes backwards again. Omra Khazari, writes, The agreement on a seven day week would we have to be everyone agreed on this together, but for Zerachek. Because how are they going to get there? It had to be that they're all coming from one source where well, that's where they got it from Or they discussed it with each other And it's something that they received Or that they agreed on That how long the week is going to be Good That proves my point It other you agreeing that there's a over here On the one hand, the languages have no connection And therefore we then saying it start, It's not like they're branches of the same tree but they came from the same source They're completely different Which means people never communicated with each other what would seem. And on the other hand, there's some basic points of agreement which wouldn't have happened unless there was some kind of agreement. How can you explain that? And what he wants to get to, and as you see, that this, is, this proves the terrorist account. that all people started off together, and therefore the basic way things work, they all accepted, and afterwards the languages were split not by their choice, because no one would voluntarily choose to have to read a new language and uh, make up a new language for the whole country, but divinely orchestrated that the language was split. Now, I going to give one or two more examples. The idea of the numbers of 10. All different cultures. East, West, everyone agrees that there's integers until 10, and then, then like, we talk about uh, 10s until 100, rivers whatever it's going to be. There's no logical reason for that. It must be that it was originally accepted. Fine. So that's the the point that the... That's the point that the Khazari wants to make here, and again, what does he want with this? Is he wants we 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 try in the meantime to having already discussed the veracity of the Torah account, right? From massive breaches that it wasn't so long before them that they had the records of time. So now he wants to talk about even things which are miraculous in the Torah, such as the fact that all the nations split and they became seventeen nations with different languages. So he wants to prove, so to speak the the authenticity of the Torah's historical record. Now it's interesting. Like anybody who argues uh, theology, right? The Khazari can't argue with him. The has already accepted the argument. Right? It's true. The points he made are right. So where's he going to go to? this we're going to see better next time. So if you can't argue with the the argument that the is telling him, so he's going to try and bring a riot. But but, but these people say like this, and these people say like that. And whatever it is, to try and bring up like, counter, other svaras or other religions, whatever it's going to be, as so how do you know they're wrong? The maestro, for the sake of the discussion, that's not a very good argument. It's not a very good argument, right? If uh, if I'm bringing you a raya to something, and you can't disprove the raya I'm bringing you, so to say, well then, how come someone says something else? Isn't really logical, uh, so to speak, counter to what was asked. If if, if I'm bringing you a raya. You can't answer the right, so you have to accept it's a right. Now, Ella what? Now you're saying, but maybe they have a different right. Okay, so that's a different discussion now. Now we can discuss the rights going to bring from the Indians and other other religions. Now we can discuss their rights and discuss if we agree with them or not. But uh, it, it doesn't undo the fact that you haven't answered what he said. Okay, so that's, that's the next point that the Kuzari is going to go. So for so for the Chov has gone two steps. The first step we want to regard is the fact that we claim to be the only ones to have a direct account of events which happened since the creation and a direct count of how many years are since creation. Number one. Number two, like he said, the veracity of the Torah is trying to prove as well. Now afterwards, the, the Khazari, the king, is going to bring him rise from other cultures, other religions, and he's going to ask the Khabar, how do you answer their, their claims? Which we'll discuss in later next time. But in the meantime, the important point is that the, the, the Khazari didn't try and answer the Khabar's argument. He accepted it. He accepted it and just wants to Now, now let's let's say explore other options. Okay, that's we want to talk about tonight.